Michelle. Yes. As a new mom, I am realizing that there is nothing more important than having access to incredible care for my kid. Yeah, isn't that the truth, Lauren? Mm -hmm. And now you get it more than ever with your sweet little Luna. I know, I love her. Okay, let, let's stand strict here. <laughs> okay. I know I always say this, but it really does take a village to get these kids through life, especially if a little one needs an extra hand meeting their developmental milestones as they grow. That's why our friends at Hummingbird Pediatric Therapies are just the village you are seeking should your child need services. Their therapies range from pediatric counseling, speech, occupational, feeding, and physical therapy. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, they offer neurodevelopmental treatment and social-emotional playgroups. Hummingbird offers the most comprehensive five-star-reviewed pediatric therapy in the Chicagoland area for children of all developmental stages. Hummingbird helps kids and parents navigate big toddler feelings, autism, sensory processing disorder, Down syndrome, picky eaters, speech delays, and many other developmental delays and genetic disorders. If you have a small child and are curious about their milestones, check out Hummingbird's developmental tool at hummingbirdpediatrictherapies.com. That interactive checklist option is free, and with just a few questions answered, you will get immediate feedback at no cost. For more about Hummingbird Pediatric Therapies and their services, or to make an appointment for your child, head to hummingbirdpediatrictherapies.com and meet your tribe. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And we're so excited you stopped by for a visit. Come on in. Yeah, make yourself at home. We're two Midwestern sisters who love a good old-fashioned conversation and enjoy sharing our life experiences with one another and you. Consider this your one-stop shop for cozy, mindful well-being, along with some entertainment and lots of wheezy laughing. Oh, you bet there'll be a lot of that going around. <laughs> our goal is to live our coziest life and inspire you to do the same because the truth is, we think it's good for your mind and your body. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get cozy. Well, welcome, welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for dropping in on our cozy combo today because it's a good one wouldn't you say michelle oh one of our best one of our best a couple tears jerked out jerked out squirted for me i don't know about <laughs> you you can jerk your tears all you want mine were more of a squirt Wait, that's fine it doesn't matter i mean whatever it doesn't why matter. would i say jerked out <laughs> Why do you say a lot of things? But we still have an audience and it keeps growing. So just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I wish it would grow some more, but whatever. You guys, listen, if you're listening, share this podcast episode with any, literally everyone, anybody. If you're you gonna have like a, a friend, bat, if like you have a one friend, light, it, if you have a way of sending information, oh, wait, you do. It's called social media. Use it and share us with or your text friends. message. Yeah, just like send literally. It. Take it. All you have to do, there's going to be like a hamburger or three dots somewhere. You're going to click on it. It's going to say share. Yeah, copy share. And paste. Copy, link. copy and paste the link. Copy and link. If you have a friend or a just send it to them. Mm -hmm. Even if it's this just is your only friend. Right. Because <laughs> this Fine. is the type of uh, this is the type of episode where like we're covering all things. We're covering a Buddhist a Buddhist nun, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. sleepover stories yeah. from our past, yeah. which I know you guys like stories from the past. People ask about those all the time. It's like well, tell us getting, more stories from right growing here. up. Yeah, There's a couple got one. There's a couple. That's right. Um, but before we dive in to all of this goodness, Michelle, why don't you read a review from one of our cozy loyal listeners? Well, Lauren, I would love to do that. And this review comes by way of Downey Shamrock, and she says, cozy, five stars. 
Thank Cozy you. Conversations perfectly describes our time with Michelle and Lauren. Love hearing their take on current events and their chats about life. This podcast is a fun weekly chat that makes me laugh. And Beth. you know what? Yeah. Beth, thank you, Beth. Beth, that was really nice of you. You know, I feel like Beth you know, heard our call a couple weeks back, I think on social media, I wrote like, listen, if she you did, listen, Lauren. drop us a, drop us a review. And Beth, mm-hmm. you are awesome. And we love you. And we are so grateful for you um, for leaving this review when we want more. We're greedy. So listener, <laughs> not only share us, but drop us a review as well. You got homework to do. Oh God, this cold, you guys. Good I've got Lord. a cold. It's bad. Okay. But what's good is this episode, there's mm-hmm. so much to cover. Um, Michelle and I dove deep into a very controversial debate that's taking place right now called sleepovers. And then we went into some Netflix shows we're taught we, that we've listened to as well as, um, some ways that you can be a better human. There you have it. There you have it, folks. All right. Buckle up. Now you're all Michelle, ready to do go. you see your the bad difference? tanning? Michelle. Lauren, I woke up feeling a lot better than I did yesterday. So I took a shower because I, you that know, like when you're, you sleep in sick, like Nothing you, you sleep mm-hmm. with your sickness and then you wake up and you just want to get rid of it. Yeah. And then you take a shower and you feel like 50% better than you did before, even if you don't really feel better, no, you I know, just love, feeling yes, clean. But I felt better, but then I had to like shower yeah. to feel better. And then I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm a little pale and I have a birthday party. My best friend Maggie's 40th is tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so happy I don't have COVID. Thank How God. Fun. You guys are all turning 40. Yeah, we are. So we're going to celebrate with some pizza at Fornaroso. And I was like, oh, I should put, you know, a little tan on. I'm going to be with a bunch of beautiful lesbians, a couple of gay guys. And I just want to. Yeah, and you're going to look like the worst one there because your face is orange and part of your neck. <laughs> yeah, I'm a loser. Oh, man. At least I feel better. Michelle, right? bombing. And being sick. I've been not looking forward to this. I knew it was going to come one day. Mm. And it came yesterday. And it sucked. Yes. There's nothing fun about it. It's so hard. I almost cried out of just pure, like, frustration and illness and sickness. And Yeah. Yep. I uh, remember those days well. And um, I, like I told you yesterday when we talked, I said, this is just going to be the beginning of many um, germ transfers on your journey as a mother. Because, you know, it's just going to keep getting germier and germier and the little lady's going to give you all kinds of things. Yeah. And I'm just so like, it's like when you feel like hell, you want to lay down, you know, Chelsea Handler put out this hilarious reel. She's going on this big campaign like that. It's okay to be a child, childless yes. woman. And I'm mm-hmm. here for it. Yep, me too. Because she did a reel today. She's like the life, <laughs> day in the life of a, a childless, childless <laughs> woman. And she just like is sitting there looking out uh-huh. the window, drinking her coffee, <laughs> just smiling. Then she's on, she's on a flight to Paris. And then she tells, teleports herself to Mount Everest because she just wants a, a workout and she's got yeah, all the yeah. time in the world. And those are the things she can do. She can do. And I'm going mm-hmm. to vicariously now live through her because I did that for so long and it is such a world of a difference. But being sick and I imagine be, being hungover haven't been that yet with Luna. Mm-hmm. Uh, also and not fun. No, no. But you know what they say, you got to just keep on trucking. You got to keep on trucking, Lauren. And you said earlier in a text too, you don't remember mom ever getting sick. She, Our mom never got sick. 
Never. I never, I don't have one memory of mom being down for the count, down for the count. Like, I'm so sick. Leave me alone. The only time I have a memory of mom where she was like, leave me alone was the day after the Halloween party that her and dad threw and she dressed up as a witch oh, yeah. and painted her face green and then took the nose yep. off at the end of the night so that her nose was her regular nose, but the rest of her face was green. Now, Do you Lauren, remember? Yeah. Oh, I remember. You got and a part she of the story so wrong, Lauren. <laughs> She didn't take the nose off. She was barfing because she was so wasted and she knocked it off (laughs) on the toilet. (laughs) I usually had the real story. Oh, I had no idea. I remember it. (laughs) That was the only time the day after that party where mom was like, um, she was laid up. Yeah. For like a day, a full day. And mm. I mean, I think she even had like some green paint. For sure. So it's like similar to your tanning right now. It is. Except There's it was like just some like residue. crusted green, crusted green paint. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I don't remember her ever. Like, did she not get sick or did she power? She powered through. I think that she probably, my guess is, is we don't remember because she probably got sick in those early years when the, you know, the babies are small and younger. And then shit, by the time you came around, she probably had the immunity like of a immune. warrior because she had, I mean, by the time Nick rolled around, she was untouchable. I'm telling you, the only time our mom got sick was when she caught dementia, I swear. Oh, oh my God. I thought you were going to say Caught. I'm like, what is, is it contagious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it. So true though. Seriously. Seriously. My God. Now, speaking of moms, we have some yes. really hot topics that we're going to talk about. And there is this huge um, debate that they were talking about on the Today Show. So I dug a little deeper and it was about sleepovers. Mm. And there was a mom by the name of- Favorite topic. Because we've got such fond memories. Um, There's a mom by the name of Tara Huck or Tara Huck. She is like a mom, an influencer and whatnot. She's got like 700,000 followers on TikTok. And she, this, the clip that she shared was like literally eight seconds long. Yeah. And it said like, um, maybe not unpopular, unpopular opinion. Um, I don't allow my children to sleep over. She also said that if all the chores are done and the homework is done, the kids can have like unlimited amount of screen time. And the third thing she said was like, if they don't eat the food I make, then they don't eat. Mm. Well, I kind of align with her on all of those areas. Really? Yeah, I kind of am. I feel like I more err on that side than the other. And I align with her opinion on sleepovers 100%. Okay, so we're going to talk about this a little bit. So in regards to this statement that she made, it was a very just kind of blanketed statement. I don't allow sleepovers. She didn't really dive too deep into the why, mm. but the amount of reactions, I don't know if you watched the follow up TikTok no, that I she, didn't. or video she made. She was getting death threats. People were talking, telling her she's a horrible mother. Um, for not because she doesn't allow her kids to sleep. She's that's one of her like hard no's. Yeah, when people wow. like went bananas. She's like, you guys wouldn't believe how first of all, I've got such a thing about people that are going to attack attack people for their thoughts or beliefs. It's just bananas to me. So it's it's very disheartening that we as humans just can't have a conversation about something and explore and learn other people's ideas. But so yes, people really came after her. So tell me more. You align with no sleepover rules. So do your kids do sleepovers? They have. um, Okay. A few. William has slept over. I could probably count on one hand how many sleepovers he has been to or had at our house. Um, Mia, 
little bit different situation. She actually was traumatized as a younger kid at a friend's house when she was sleeping over. They we were hosting a we were hosting a dual party. And so our kids went over to our other friend's house and the babysitter there was not she wasn't what Mia needed in that moment. I don't want to bag the babysitter. I don't want to, but okay. Mia was small. She was scared yeah. and she was alone and she mm. didn't have a phone. She wasn't, I wasn't accessible her, to her so in any sad way. And, scary. That's and so ever oh since that moment, she has actually had a fear of sleeping over, okay. um, which I'm, uh, we're working through, but I'm also like, you can sleep in your own bed too. And that's not bad. That's okay. Um, in the today article that they, that I shared with us, there was a neuropsychologist who was talking about like anxieties and trauma related to why a child might not want to sleep over at someone's house, anyone's house. And, um, it's, as I said, it's an opportunity for as you as a parent, of course, you know what you're doing to explore like what happened. Let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. um, and they went even a little deeper into this other aspect of sleeping over. So some of the things that were brought up that I think are really important yes. are gun safety. I mean, yes, we hear about huge. these stories all the freaking time. Hello. I mean, 902 and 0. Do you remember the time that little Stevie accidentally shot himself at the birthday yep. party with mm -hmm. David Silver? Mm -hmm. Like that moment will stick out in my head forever. He was playing around, had a cowboy hat on, and he accidentally shot himself. Mm -hmm. And back then watching it, I was like, oh my God, it's so weird. Like what? And it's like, that's actually our that reality. Actually, yeah. Was he under the influence during that? Because that's so. like he, the I second think he was layer. Just being silly. I think he was yeah. just being like, hey, David, dumb, look, whatever. Impulsive kid, whatever. Yeah, not even mm -hmm. dumb, curious, you know, like we, they don't know, you know, and they wouldn't, you'd think maybe they thought it, it just in general when this stuff happens, maybe it's, um, you know, not loaded. I don't know. Mm -hmm. In any case, that's one of the ones. Another one is, of course, sexual abuse. Yeah. Um, trauma of any kind, accidents, accidents happen, happening, mm -hmm. or maybe mm -hmm. the little one gets scared. Mm -hmm. I completely understand why um, someone would wouldn't. want to prevent maybe these traumas from occurring in the younger phases of life. Not that right. they're unavoidable. Shit's going to happen, you know? Right. But but this neuropsychologist also mentioned something that was really interesting. And let's take the heavier parts of the things I just mentioned yeah. out of the equation. And let's just talk maybe, um, for example, they said, say your kid goes to a sleepover and ends up getting in a fight with the kid that they're having a sleepover with. And they, they don't end up talking for the rest of the evening. Then they wake up, have their eggs and bacon and move on with their life. And this doctor was saying that that's actually a really good learning um, experience for the child because this is what happens in real life. You do get yeah. in arguments, you figure out how to overcome them, how to talk about them. So they do say like sleepovers are very good social um, mm -hmm. adapting skills and whatnot. So, mm -hmm. I mean, listen, we, growing up, we were allowed to sleep over to a degree. We were like, um, I remember, I, I mean, you probably, only I, at the wasn't, I was chained to my bed. I was never allowed <laughs> to go anywhere. I never slept over anywhere. I snuck out every weekend. Okay, tell us more about that part. Well, I'm like shocked that you're saying we were allowed to sleep out. You were. I, I was yes. I was rarely allowed to sleep over. Maybe if it was like my my one here we go, I'm gonna hit my quota for the day. My <laughs> Marie one Wyatt. friend, Marie Wyatt, I could sleep over at her house, but I was not sleeping over. And in fact, um I was fine with it. I like I preferred sleeping in my own bed and I learned great social skills anyway. Right, you're fine. You're I'm good. totally fine. <laughs> I did manage to get traumatized in other ways along my 44 years of life that right. did not involve sleepovers. 
Do you know what I'm saying? But this is totally, I just want to say this though. Um, I, there's one thing that they didn't mention in any of their talks or conversations. And it was the idea that the, what happens is a sleepover is nobody sleeps. Okay. So I think it should be called a no sleepover. Okay. And the thing is, is, is my main reason for being opposed to these things is, is because the child is exhausted when they come home. Can't hear you. I I keep muting there you because are. I'm there sniffling. But I was sorry. That's Anthony's phone going off. Um, <laughs> I was going to say you're right. You get the leftover bullshit. You, you get there's the, nothing worse than a tired the, no. teenager kid. All crabby. Oh. Okay, I remember going to my sleepovers when I was able to sleep over. I was able to sleep over at Katie Dunlap's house. I mean, they were like our second family. Yeah, so that was like that's easy. Special one. Okay, yeah, go on. Maggie's, Maggie's house. Duh. And I remember being able to sleep over in at other girls' homes as a group. Like my one on one sleepovers usually were just either with Katie <clears throat> or yeah. Maggie. Okay. But then I was able to go to like, a big thing for me in like my sixth and seventh and eighth grade were. Um, sleepover birthday parties. Mm. And I remember one specifically at Maggie's house. I think we were in like seventh grade or so and we were sleeping over. And then um, the people that fell asleep, you know, we were drawing on their face and they woke up kind of crabby about it. But then we had found out like a day later that, um, God, I think <laughs> that same person always <laughs> pops up in my stories. <laughs> Her name rhymes with Leggin. Yep, got it. <laughs> sounds, uh-huh, last sounds name like rhymes Megan. with, yep, brooch. Yeah, Megan I, and someone else, a cohort of hers, shithead. broke into like the booze cabinet <laughs> Hell of yeah. Zenia's house. And I think they like drink, like chugged a beer or something. That's awesome. just the story I remember. Um, and, you know, I, I will say Maggie invited me. Her family would go to Watuko Club Med. Okay. Every year. And they would, they would, it was so, and I, you know, that's another second family of mine. And they invited me one year and I was meant to go and I talked to mom about it. And mom was like, I, you can go with them. This is, we're going to allow this. They loved, I'll never forget when dad actually dropped me off at Maggie's house to play at her house for the first time. He got out of the car and walked me to the door to meet Zenya. And I just, I, as a little kid, it was such Aww. an impression to me that he was taking me to hang. And Zenya was so cool. She had like a one piece totally. stretchy onesie on with like this white blonde bob and i'm like mm. you're so fucking cool and i was like <laughs> 10 years old um but i was supposed to go to mexico with them and then last minute i got so scared i changed my mind mm, really and i have to say to this day it's one of my regrets because i think that that would have been a wonderful lesson for me to be on a flight go somewhere with other people um and I just, I always think about it because I'm like, I wish I wasn't such a chicken shit back then. And just, and maybe mom could have been, I do remember mom though saying like, are you sure? Aww. They're so cool. You'll have so much fun. And I was like, she wanted I can't you to have she that wanted moment. me to go. She did. You know, and I was like, I can't. We're going through something right now. Our kids are, my twins are in eighth grade. So they're going to Springfield for like their end of the school year trip. And it's a hot topic around here. I mean, Will's like, I'll see you later. Sleeping, I'm sleeping over in Springfield. Um, I got a great group. Mia's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. And so we're really trying to encourage. <laughs> we, <I'm sorry>. we, <laughs> what are you laughing? You know how like like psychics or mediums have like people come to them. And they're like, oh my god, someone's coming to me. I have a message. Yeah, I get bombarded with memories. It's like I have like I just got. Do you remember with- when we went to Springfield as a family? Are you having that memory? 
I was like, I'm kind of thinking to Mia, maybe you could just stay home and we'll hang out. I mean, honestly, Springfield. No, I'm having a memory when my class, eighth grade class went to Washington, D.C. And dad had never been to Washington, D.C. So he's like, can I be one of your chaperones? And I was like, of course, I don't care. So dad was a chaperone. That's so cute that he was chaperone. So cute. cute, Okay, well, was there like a bad kid? (laughs) 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 While we were like looking at like the country capital and like the Abe Lincoln statue, I think dad had gone to like a little speakeasy and he had And we had to leave. We we're trying to leave the bus, like get from one place to the other. We had to wait for dad to get on. And and they're like, well, we're just waiting for Mr. Passero. Stop it, Lauren. So okay. dad came on and he put his hands on the, he put his the hands seats. on the, the seats and like stood up. And I was like, oh my God. This, and we were dying. It wasn't even, it wasn't, it was funny. And he's like, all right, all you whippersnappers. And were you still like, my we were God, crying. That's so cute. We yeah, were dying. Nice. Didn't, wasn't even embarrassed. But, the other memory from this trip was Phil Fox, man. Phil Fox brought his no-dos with him. Remember no-dos? Oh, yeah, I do. Mom used he to got- tell me that she used to <laughs> use, take no-dos when she was in design school. Well, Phil <laughs> took no-dos. Was um, Phil a classmate? Or was cl- Phil, another, Phil was a cohort of ours. That yep, yep, was taking was- no-dos? Taking notos. Wow. And he got all souped up and hyped At up those Catholic schools, too. <laughs> he was jumping <laughs> up and down on the bed and w- jumped so high, he whacked his head on the ceiling or on the ceiling fan or something. So he had to sleep in dad's room. <laughs> no. Dad had to sleep with a stranger. Oh my God. Was, this kid was like out of control. <laughs> and they put him with dad. That probably set him straight. That Holy sucked. shit. It sucked for everybody. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh my God. Good Classic. times. Classic. Good, good times. Okay. Mm. Well, I can't wait to find out how you manage the sleepover conversation when Luna gets to that age. Listen, it's like, I think back to like the Dunlaps and I think back to Maggie yeah. and her family. If she is lucky enough, and I know she will, to have friendships like that, and I become so, cl- you know, like close with, totally. I feel like we'll see. You know, we'll see. I mean, totally. I went to Mich- I went to lake houses with the Dunlaps. Totally. And thankfully, nothing weird happened. Yeah. I'm grateful because it's so possible. I will tell you what, though. There, I think there will, I will think about it when it comes to a certain age, you know, when she's getting a little older, but just when there's older kids, their dad did ingrain it in my brain. Older kids do things that they do. Th- they're into different things and yes. it could be really, it that can, can be something really that could be problematic up. for a younger yeah, person. For, any, yes. for yep. anybody. Yep. Yep. It could be, you never 100%. know. Anyways, moving on. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. As sisters and business partners, we have had our fair share of challenges that have left us feeling overwhelmed and ill-prepared. Right, like that time that you realized that mom never set up her estate. Yeah, just like that. And I don't ever want to repeat that with my own kids. Same, Michelle. Hard stuff like estate planning and business startups come with a huge amount of responsibility and overwhelm. In fact, oftentimes, acquiring a sense of peace and preparedness while navigating life's challenges can actually be really difficult without any guidance and support. It really can, and also the reason why everyone on planet earth needs an attorney at law like stephanie posey of posey law group llc in their back pocket stephanie offers empathetic legal advice and is as collaborative as she is entrepreneurial in spirit she also happens to look at estate planning like it is a love letter to your family which is honestly a breath of fresh it is i love that whether you are taking a risk to crush your small business dreams selling a home or navigating the heartbreak and relief of life transitions while bravely facing big questions about your legacy Posey Law Group LLC is here to guide you through life's sometimes most overwhelming moments with grace and empathy. 
For more information on Stephanie Posey and Posey Law Group, LLC, please visit www.poseylawgroup.com. And now back to our cozy conversation. Speaking of going on sleepovers, well, yesterday I tried working and I was like typing with one finger and then I shut Mm. my MacBook and I was like, I just need TV. I can't do anything. I just need to lay. So the first thing I did, I watched High Confessions of an Ibiza Drug Mule. Okay, so this is a crazy, crazy, oh, no. crazy story. This girl's name. Okay, basically, this show. Do you do? You, did you ever watch Locked Up Abroad? No. One of my favorite stories. Okay, Broken Down Palace. I mean, I've seen that was the movie with Claire Danes and Kate yes. And then what they, was the other movie about from the, the guy from Marquette. from Marquette? Yes, that I, was Brendan Greeley. Dad's dad's brother. Brother. dad's friend or something. Yeah, ever since I was little, I've been into drug mule stories. Yeah, not, me, I, me, not so much, Lauren. <laughs> I'm just going to have to be upfront with that one. You and Ryan might be into, he might be a better conversation here. Well, this one is so interesting. This girl's name was Michaela McCollum and she was from Northern Ireland. You and don't she say. Grew up, she was from yeah, Ireland. Yeah, Michaela McCollum. Oh my God. <laughs> Beautiful girl. She, she lived, you know, like on a sheep farm or something. And she just had to get out of there. So she bought a one-way ticket to Ibiza. She kind of escaped her life and kind of ran away to a degree. She gets there and she meets a guy, you know, she's like, it always happens, tall, dark, and handsome. You know, here he comes. And um, this guy basically groomed her to become a drug trafficker. And Michelle, she finds herself on a 12-hour flight to Peru. She ends up going, getting caught and going to jail. This was a sensational story. It was all over in 2013. She ends up going to jail in a Peruvian prison. And she talks about the cockroaches. I mean, oh, I can't. But then died. she goes on. I would have passed Look away. Look at us. We're, she, we're worried about childhood trauma. This girl becomes a drug mule. Yeah, but this is, what, this is what's so remarkable about her story. She's so... Listen, she messed up. She made a mistake. She yeah. didn't. She was 20, 19 years old. She, you know, made a dumb, dumb mistake. She gets to prison and then she finds out that there's a beauty salon. So she starts doing hair and makeup for all of these prisoners. I mean, she cool. is in prison with real bad, gnarly, bad people. Mm-hmm. But she starts like making like friends with these people. And she's like, I wasn't trained. I just faked it until I made it. So she, cool. now she's making money. Yeah, okay. real cool. Okay, so then now you've got my ear. I know. It's a really cool story. So then she, all this stuff starts happening. And, you know, she went to jail with another Brit or with a Brit, uh, another girl named Melissa, I believe. So they're there and whatnot. And this, and, and Michaela at some point, she finds out that they have like appointed official, like politicians that represent some of the prisoners. Wow. Okay. And this one lady was like getting released. So they're like, someone approached Michaela and it was like, will you, will you run? Like, we'll vote for you. And I think people, you know, with your hairdresser, you develop camaraderie yeah. with them. You yeah. tell them your secrets. So oh she yeah. Had you tell them this- some stories you don't tell anybody else. <laughs> Unless your <laughs> hairstylist is loose lips and then you keep those. Then you say nothing. <laughs> so she she got this, you know, this this friendship and this, you know, these people started to really like her and believe in her. So they voted for her. So she gets the status. She makes enough money to pay for a court appeal oh, wow. so she can appeal. And she goes and represents herself and gets herself out of prison after like three years when she was supposed to spend seven years in prison. Oh, where is she now? She's in Northern, I think she's still in Northern Ireland and she has two kids and she is working on international business affairs, getting a, uh, a degree. I mean, she really has a remarkable oh, wow. turnaround. It's a really cool wow. story. It's worth wow. watching. Okay. Okay. I was going to push that one off, but now you've, you've got it's me. It's a quickie too. It's four episodes, 30 minutes each. You'll fly through them. Love now it. we both watched- the share. Okay, so then I'm all about an, an, oh, a natural disasters. Natural disasters, anything there, you're all in. Well, do you remember, like, remember the Boxing Day tsunami? 
I mean, yes. tsunamis well, are. I, we were in Italy, we wait, were in I was going to say we were in Italy for that one. I will never yeah. forget that day. That was a day I will never forget for the rest of my life. Exactly. I mean, it was. I mean, I think three hundred thousand people passed away it, in this this natural disaster. Epic. And I've been to places where I mean, I, mean, I know there are many people are. I mean, I don't. We we live in the middle of a country. When you go to a place where you see tsunami evacuation routes, you're like, oh, this is real shit. Yeah. Like we went to Bali. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Anthony, we need to know what to do. He's like, you run away from the wire. <laughs> get as high in the can. opposite direction. That is so scary. So this one really caught my attention. This Netflix um, film because it was a natural disaster. It's called The Volcano Rescue from Wakari. Um, Wakari, aka also White Island. And so this is a active volcano that is located on the northern island of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you watched some of it? Yeah, no, I was in and out of it. So I've got the gist. Yes, I was able to to get a good idea. And okay, so should I give a little brief synopsis? Please, please. December 9th, 2019. Now, I've never heard of this um, disaster. Same, Have you? Same, no. Okay, at the beginning of it, this film, they show you this volcano and you see it's almost like a glacier mm. you see the tip of it from you know above the ocean line and then they showed a diagram yes, of what of lies beneath the water underneath. oh my god scary terrifying terrifying scary. it's just huge so on december 9th 2019 about 47 people went out on, the, on an excursion to go and visit this volcano they did this regularly you can go out it takes about an hour and a half by boat to get there from the mainland and you get up there and you do a little hike it's very it's a leisure walk it's nothing treacherous they described kind of it as land. looking like jurassic park which it very Doesn't much it look did. like it yeah like they look like it was from another planet Right. Mm -hmm. And so this was 2019. And I believe there was bigger activity in like 2013, 2016. So this volcano is active. active. They get there. And the first group goes ahead, they get to the crater, they see, they take their pictures, photos, they walk away, and they start heading towards their boat to get back on their boat called the Phoenix and leave for the day. The next group comes up and they're right at the crater's edge when this thing explodes. It starts shooting off dark plumes of smoke Mm -hmm. and it starts Act, becomes very active and they literally yell run mm. and these people um i mean at the end of the 22 people perished um families families and sons and because this was a family these were a lot of family members yeah, it is on traveling yeah it was so heartbreaking but what stuck out to me about this whole story besides the so how they explain this this is not like a lava type of um volcano you you imagine like in um Hawaii where mm-hmm. you see the red lava this shit just pl- like acid or um toxic gas and steam mm-hmm. and this and is rocks. where most yeah and rocks boulders because mm-hmm. shit's flying up but people were getting burned severely from the steam the 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 injuries that people sustained oh were atrocious entire bodies burned 70 to 90% of burn bodies they there was were, a, that one couple that broke my heart they were they were i love them they just because that poor girl she was such sort she of a, she was a nervous nelly she was yeah. kind of a scary cat and the heartbreak and the fear that her husband um thought that she, she may have perished in this and she didn't they were sitting there to tell the story but oh my God, just can you imagine the fear and going there, being fearful, and then having your greatest fear happen? Right, in and real you know, time. And that couple, they were, they were an American couple, some of the only Americans on this on this excursion. And it was his day to pick an excursion. They went. This was their honeymoon. They went to New Zealand, and every day they would take turns picking different things to do. And it's his so day. He's like so cute. And in fact, 
while they were trying to survive this um this explosive volcano she held on to his wrist the entire time so she took his hand over the, his wrist and that is one of the only parts of his body that didn't I suffer know. burns because yeah. of her hand it's an it's an incredibly mm. sad but beautiful sense of like love mm-hmm. between these mm-hmm. two um but the thing about speaking of love and courage yes. dude you guys this is the part that blows me away there was this helicopter company like the coast guard couldn't get quite close to them because of the 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 situation was just dire and it was very dangerous so these gentlemen who were po- helicopter pilots i think they were like tour guides i think they littered this was i don't know what the helicopter company was but they were not rescuers but they rescued they got up on their helicopter flew out to the island landed picked up these dead and dying people mostly dying but mm. and very mm. injured um some of them died at the ho- hospital and some of them survived but um and they saved them they took them out of that this horrible situation got them to hospital and um, they are heroes. Mm. And it's amazing. Even the skipper of one boat turned around to go back and get people. I mean, what people did to help one another is on another level. Though That's the beauty that comes from these horribly tragic situations is the human desire to like help people that need it. Well, it's like Mr. Rogers. I remember I first started hearing mm. this quote when 9-11 happened, um, when Mr. Yep. Rogers <clears throat> said his mom, anytime he felt scared in the at any point, his mom always said, um, you know, look for the helpers. And like, that is where we turn our direction. And mm. what this is reminding me of is, of course, this um, Syrian and Turkey, or and this earthquake that happened in Syria and Turkey. I mean, it's horrible. It's absolutely tragic. Um, what's, what you know, what we're seeing, I mean, I think we're at like almost 12,000 people have been killed. And we're seeing these images of people carrying wounded out of rubble, children, ba- a newborn baby. Oh my God, a still woman, attached to d- the umbilical cord. cord. Yes. Once I saw um, a beautiful um, quote, it was something like, you know, like the strength or like the love of a mother is when a mother is caught in this situation and then deli- she passed away, but she delivered her baby. Yes. And it's now in the hospital um, being treated. And I've got to think, I'm like, what do you do under these circumstances? Yep. We watch from afar and it's just despairing. You're so hopeless and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Mm-hmm. So I randomly... And then, th- you, or then, you, then you turn around, you watch it on the news and then you turn around and it's almost like for me i'm like okay i'm gonna go about my day while yeah like how do you keep going everybody is suffering well i got something for you and it was something that i really needed to see and hear because i felt the same way michelle i'm like i i'm just flipping through facebook or instagram it's like look at my pretty house Mm -hmm. like you know and you're showing off all these i'm on vacation it's like there's people dying yeah i mean families losing one another and this buddhist nun came up in my tiktok her name is rabina corton and i believe she's either aussie or kiwi i can't remember but she's amazing and she's she was amazing talking, did you listen i did she was talking about how like what we're seeing unfold here that the suffering is unbearable and like people have like there's different ways that we respond with either hopelessness or de- we get depressed about mm-hmm. it or we ignore it. We don't yeah, even talk about it. We're it like, out. well, can't yeah. do anything about it. Might as well just yeah, forget it about it. It's not affecting me. So on with my day. Yeah. And so she was talking about like, there's nothing we can do about this. We can't change what happened. And if we're not able to get to Syria or Turkey to do anything, we might kind of crumble. But she says, use this. I love this. She says, use this as nourishment for your own heart mm. and for it to grow your mm. own compassion. Because if you're looking at that and going, oh my God, I wish there was something I can do. You are on the right right path, path according yes, to a Buddhist. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> like you are looking at that and saying like, oh, I wish I could do something. So she talks about, you know, that whole idea. Like if, 
you know, think like, if I could, I would do something. Mm -hmm. And that alone, she says, is so courageous. Then she says, what you want to do is do something right in front of you. So she goes, there's always suffering around every corner. So help a person that's near you. When you have the opportunity to help, help. Right. And Mm -hmm. that way you're helping close to home. You're doing something Mm -hmm. for another human, even though it's not for a Syrian family, you know, or someone out there, you're doing something in your immediate vicinity to help kind of that sense of humanity Mm -hmm. and compassion and love. And that's according to a Buddhist is what makes the world go round more peacefully. I thought that was beautiful. I thought she was beautiful. I I love what she described that thought as being, it was a lovely word. Marvelous. I know that notion. It's marvelous. It's marvelous. She's, She's cool. I, I looked into her a little bit. She became Does she a share a lot of content? Is she doing this? Is oh, this some, yes. Her I recommend highly cool. that you cool. follow her people. Robert, Robina Corton. Yeah. And she is, um, she's been a, a nun since the seventies and she started focusing her work on helping prisoners. So that's where a lot of her work and concentration lies is Good helping stuff. prisoners. Yeah. She's cool. Good stuff. Um, as we wrap things up here, Michelle, yeah, yeah. as usual, yeah. what are you doing for your own cozy, mindful well-being besides well, drinking chocolate martinis? Well, you did it. You just said it. I, I bet <laughs> drinking chocolate martinis was my cozy, mindful. Was it? It's actually, it was actually a chocolate espresso martini. We have been, I've been to Devante in Western Springs twice in the last few days because I guess I have a drinking problem. And... <laughs> And um, I have been with the both, on, both, on both occasions. I have been with some really good girlfriends, mm. and um, we have enjoyed a chocolate espresso martini or two. And my cozy is the conversation surrounding oh, that cocktail. So good. So you're having a great cocktail and a great conversation. Epic, it's epic the best. cocktail, epic conversation. Can't get cozier than that. Tell me what have Wait, you been doing? I, I've got a question about this martini yeah. though. Yeah. Is it a creamy martini? Is there like chocolate it's a drizzled it's a in hybrid. the... It's a hybrid. No, this yesterday there was no chocolate drizzled in it. Is there sometimes? But the, the, the first time I had it, I expect that. That's there like, was a drizzle around the edge of the glass. And okay. then, but it wasn't as creamy, which is kind of why I think I like it better than just a straight up chocolate martini. Like it was such an even distribution of the Ooh. espresso and the chocolate. So it was like the perfect um, creamy, not creaminess. You know, it was just right delightful. in the middle. Deli- delightful and packs a punch. Well, you know, I was like, <sighs> talk oh, to Michelle last night. She doesn't two remember. Two time Terry, <laughs> tell me the story. Twice. I literally <laughs> talked to her last night. I was dying. I was so sick. Hey-oh. And I had the same conversation with her again this morning. <laughs> Brutal. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. That's when, that's when we need to start drinking non-alcoholic spirits. <laughs> Love it. Okay, my um, what I'm doing is I had a that good didn't cry used last to happen to me when I was younger. Yeah, well, you know what? Have one instead of two next time. Maybe I will. <laughs> um, I had a good cry last week because you know I wrote that that story about mom and made me and cry. Luna, yeah, yeah. Then we we we've moved to foods, <clears throat> solid foods with Luna, and feeding a baby food is kind of like feeding a person with dementia food. Yeah, it gets messy. They don't know what they're doing, but you're feeding them. Mm-hmm. You know they need to be fed, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. So as I'm making this transition with Luna, I'm seeing a lot of similarities and those feelings and those memories are coming back again. And mm-hmm. like I wrote the piece, I didn't really cry while I wrote it, but I 
I sat with it for a couple mm. days and then I kind of just like I was Michelle, I was at Trader Joe's paying. I had to put my sunglasses on because no, I was paying Lauren. for I know I was paying for my my groceries and tears were running down oh, my face. Lauren, I'm and I just sorry. couldn't help it. I just yeah. couldn't like, you know, it was like I just kept thinking about it. Yep. And it just probably had all a big came out. And I right. haven't, yes, I guess like she, you know, like I'm I'll never forget when mom died. Remember, I went on my trip with my girlfriends to Arizona. Yep. And I remember having to, they called me at the gate for some reason. Um, I don't remember what for. And because <clears throat> it's all a blur. And I remember going up there again. Oh, they needed my license for something. And they asked me for my license and I couldn't even speak. Just tears crying. Yep. And I just gave her my license and sad. she just looked at it. And so she sad. totally knew. <clears throat> She, she just, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, of course, it reminds me of the Sex and the City when Miranda's mom dies. Miranda's mom dies and she has to go to, um, oh my God, this makes me so, this episode always makes me cry just thinking about it. She goes to the, um, to a store, a department store to buy a black outfit because she didn't have anything to wear to her mother's funeral. And the woman who is helping her try on, I think she needed a new bra or something. And she comes in and she's like, you know, like covers herself up and she's crying. The woman's like, oh my God, are you okay? And she finally just lets it out and just starts crying about her dead mom. And the amount of times I've cried in public over my dead mom Hmm. is so sad, but so so healing. Healing. Yep. Cleansing. And I don't know why it has to be in public places. <laughs> why can't well, this happen you want to know why? Because when you, we have a dead mom, that's the thing that I would say after I'm like, well, this is what happens when you lose a parent. You just have this, when you have this need to cry over it at any moment, you do because out. that's what you do. You've been through so much. What's a little tear in public going to do? Nothing. You've been through everything. So who gives a shit? But it's so, it feels good. I know it's like, yeah. is it cozy, mindful well-being? For me, yeah, it's really therapeutic because I don't cry about her in, a lot. So when it does happen, I'm like, oh, whew, yep. that felt good. I it's, needed it's that. It's been yeah. a little late. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah. a little long overdue. I get it. All right. Oh, Ooh, wow. Okay. Ooh, I hey. have, if you knew, I have like heaviness in my nostrils because yeah, it's about can, to unleash. Yep. So so we need to send these guys off. You guys. Oh, okay. ASMR. No, no please don't. <laughs> that you guys hey guys everybody this is what i'm saying stay cozy we're out michelle i am loving your new glasses well gee thanks you're actually the one that inspired me to take care of my old ass eyes uh yeah girl i had to get those floaters checked out and i was in desperate need of new contacts so i decided to make an appointment with a local eye doctor in lieu of one of those big box experiences oh you aren't getting your eyes checked at the same spot you picked up your flat screen and lobster anymore oh no i hate lobster but exactly i wanted to have a relationship with the person who actually checks my eyeballs and that is why i started going to west and vision in LaGrange. You and me both, honey. And you know what else? What? There's something real cozy about going to a local eye doctor who also happens to be a woman. You can say that again. (laughs) Dr. Carrie John has 22 years of experience and her staff are experts when it comes to helping you find the perfect frame for your face. Mm Mm-hmm. And West End Vision feels like an eyewear boutique too, which is awesome. So your shopping experience is a little bit different and the frame selection is wide and unique. There is literally a frame for everyone. Agreed. And now I see through rose-tinted lenses thanks to West End Vision. Yeah, I wasn't sure about Mm. those funky rose-tinted lenses at first, but Mike Mirror and his frame-styling expertise wouldn't steer you wrong. I'm obsessed with them. Now, if you are overdue for an eye exam or are in need of a a frame refresh, head to westendvision.com or call or text 708-482-3200 and schedule your next eye appointment. And be sure to mention the sister project for 15% off 
of a pair of non-prescription sunglasses. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at at the sister Proj and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy. Stay cozy.